For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I think that it's also been really helpful for us to have hobbies and interests outside of work so that like if we go on a date night or we're driving in the car, our whole world isn't our kids and work. So we've mentioned that we like gardening together. We're both really involved in our church. We both really enjoy reading and cooking. And so having all of those interests has helped. I feel like it's helped our relationship a lot because I feel like pre-kids, we didn't have as many hobbies. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Today, Chris and I are discussing how to work together as a husband and wife team. And after over a decade of working together, we've learned a thing or two about what makes for a successful working relationship. Although we also be the first to admit that there's still lots that we're learning. We cover five tips that have really helped us forge a good working relationship and I believe have also improved our marriage. There's also an updated version of this article available, so be sure to check that out for easy reference. As always, links and resources can be found in the show notes. Check them out at davianchrista.com. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please consider leaving a review over at Apple Podcasts. Now, on to the episode. All right, talking about working together as a husband and wife team, on your birthday. <laughs> I know. Just for the record, for anybody listening right now who thinks, oh man, I can't believe Davey is making her work on her birthday. This is not my choice. No, he gave me the task. Part of it is that our kids are off for like the millionth teacher work day on Monday. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I will say though, when I asked you about working on Friday, whether you wanted to or whether you didn't, you know, kind of what we were doing, you said, this is what you said back to me. You said, I'm not one of those people who thinks my birthday is a national holiday. And I felt like that was directed towards me. <laughs> you think your birthday month is a national holiday? <laughs> All right. There's got to be other people out there that are shaking their head. Yes. We did have a really funny moment, though. Jack came downstairs this morning and asked me to make waffles, which on a Friday morning with school, like with 30 minutes to go between like him coming down and then getting him out the door. I was like, no, Jack, we'll do waffles tomorrow. Like tomorrow we'll have a special birthday breakfast for me. And he goes, mama, it's not all about you. And I go, actually, Jack, I think it kind of is today because it's my birthday. And he did. The tone changed for sure. He recognizes, respects the birthday. He should know, though. (laughs) Waffle Day in in the Jones household is always Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Yeah. we are. That is a tradition in our household for sure. It is. Anyways, I'm excited to record this episode. I was going through a post that we wrote back in, it was like 2017 when this post was originally published. Mm -hmm. And those posts are so much fun to go through because it was (laughs) pre-kids. So the posts that I'm talking about are, you know, this post working together as a husband and wife team, but then also posts around schedules and just being productive you know, those posts have a very different tone. Can we say it's a little bit laughable at this point? <laughs> it is. It is. It is very we much laughable. We were so naive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, again, I just, it's funny. I guess there's just a, sort of a, this nonchalant tone to those posts where it's like, yeah, and I got up and I had my coffee and, you know, all these things. Whereas now it's like, 
you know, if I want to get up and have some quiet time before the kids get up, then I have to get up early, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and we do get up early. So that's not really an issue for us. But pre-kids, we did not get up at four and 5 a.m. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, I thought reading this post, you would think that I thought getting up at, I think I mentioned I get up at 630 or something like that, <laughs> that that was the earliest any human has ever gotten up in the morning. So it's fun revisiting these episodes once in a while. And I guess, so really what we're going to talk about, I think, are some of the lessons that we've learned working together as a husband and wife team for you know, a decade plus now. And additionally, I think at the outset, we want to just mention that some of this post is aspirational. You know, like we don't always do these things perfectly well. Also, it's taken us 10 years to get. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And a lot of fights. Yeah, yeah. Lots of fights. You know, so I don't want anybody to walk away from listening to this thinking, oh, you know, certainly they got it all together. I think anybody who's listening to the podcast on a regular basis is like, oh no, we know. We know you don't have it all together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so we have we have sort of five things we want to talk through here. Again, just thinking about our time working together as a husband and wife team. It's so interesting too, kind of the outside perception of working together as a husband and wife team. You know, so many people come to us and are like, oh, we could never do it. Yeah, they think they would just fight the whole day. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, it's crazy. Yeah, we've never really had that mindset. Like, I don't think we've ever thought, oh, we couldn't work together. I mean, I think as spouses, right? You know, it's just being together all day is, I don't know. Well, it feels normal now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess it feels normal now. But I also do recognize that, especially as we first got started, it was an adjustment to work together. Mm -hmm. I think that's especially true because the very first business that was started, you started. It was a wedding photography business. Mm -hmm. And this is well over a decade ago now. Right. And so to walk into that business that you had already established and you already had running, I think was for sure an adjustment. Yeah. I mean, and I also had, I feel like I had so many systems in place and I was so good at doing them that it took me a long time to figure out, well, to let go of control. Sure. (laughs) And to just figure out where your strengths were going to be. Also, you were a high school English and economics teacher previously. So this was all new to you. Oh, blogging. I mean, I remember writing my first blog post and just thinking this took like four days. You know, how am I going to do this every week? I think I let you edit a wedding and maybe you got through like 10 images in an hour and I was like, oh no, this is not going to work. Yeah. And so it's hilarious to think about that considering how much content that's created on a weekly basis now. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it was just trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, what's my role going to be in the business? You know, trying to feel like, okay, do you value what I'm bringing to the table? You know? And again, I think giving up control maybe for you is a little (laughs) bit challenging, right? (laughs) And then, of course, you know, this business that we're running now, Davey and Krista, which we've been running for the better part of a decade, a little bit more then. But, you know, I think that it got off to a little bit more equal footing. But even there, there's things that we had to work through. Yeah, I think that really just our first tip would be understanding each other, like knowing your personalities, knowing how each of you likes to receive criticism, knowing what each of you is good at. That has made a big difference in our relationship, in our business. Yeah. And, you know, I think the sound of personality tests might be silly, might sound silly to some people, but I would highly recommend them because I think it's a good starting point for a conversation. You know, like regardless of whether you feel like you can fit into the box of a personality type, right? I do think it provides a good launching point for different conversations you could have about, you know, where each other's coming from for a given topic. You know, something that I think I've learned about Krista over our time working together is that working ahead really prevents stress from you. Like obviously on some level, working ahead is just good practice, 
you know, whether you're in school, whether you're, you know, your career, whatever. But I think for you, especially it's true. Yeah. I've never, I'm not a last minute person. I was the girl who like, you give me the assignment in college and I do it that day. And then when everybody else is stressing during exams and pulling all nighters, I'm like bored out of my mind because I have nothing to do because it's all done. But that's the way I just like to work. Like I like to do things right away. I like to work ahead and that I feel like that allows me to be more creative than if I'm doing things under pressure. Like I have other designer friends who I know love pressure. They thrive under pressure. That's not me. Yeah. And I would say like, I mean, along those lines, just respecting each other's working style as well. I think you just pretty much accurately summed up your working style. I mean, you are very efficient. We joke around about that all the time. For me though, especially as I'm crafting content or thinking through an idea, you know, there's a little bit of puttering around in between, you know, there's really kind of like wrestling with it, starting something and then having to stop and step back from it, you know? And I think when you initially looked at that, you're like, what are you doing right now? Yeah. I'm like, Like, why can't you just like sit down and write your whole blog post in one sitting? Like, why are you up walking around the room? Like, why are you reading a book not related? Like it just, I've since learned that that is like our work styles are different. And so I have to be okay with you not working like I work. Yeah. And I think, you know, something else that's sort of related and a lot of these different sort of ideas we're going to talk about are very much related through this post. They don't just nicely fit into five different boxes here. But one of the things is like learning that for me, like working out during the day is not like an extra thing. Like it's something that I need to do to feel like I'm grounded in the day. Yeah. You know? And it took a long time for me to realize that. Yeah. I mean, that was something that like, oh, well, you can get to that if you finish X, Y, Z. Yeah. yeah you know? That's what my head does. But I've had to learn that that is not what you need. Yeah. And so, you know, I can think it's got to the point where you're like, especially if I'm stuck on something like you need to go work out, yeah. you know, like if I'm not working out, you're like, you need to go do this. You know, and I'd say working out isn't the only thing that grounds me in the day, but it's one of those things that we just, we've learned things like that. For me, they have to be done. They have to be part of my day. I think in order to set myself up for success. And so those are some of the things that you've had to to learn about me. But a lot of this has come through some, you know, mutual struggle, but I really do think the times that we have taken to sit down and really talk through these things and really invest in some tools to help us learn about ourselves a little bit more and about each other a little bit more right. have been very fruitful for us. Yeah, you know? I agree. Well, let's jump into sort of tip number two here, really trying to align the rhythms of our day, all right? Or not just our day, but our lives, I guess, as well. I think one of the hardest things when I was a high school teacher and you were a wedding photographer was that our work schedules were completely different. Yes. You know, your work schedule was very weekend based. And mine evenings. was very, yeah, weekend evenings. Mine was very weekday based. I got off in the summers. Summer was your busy season. That was really difficult. So I think that, you know, not being able to align the rhythms of your day just as a married couple aside from work is really hard. So that's something that we really try to do. And so we have a family rule and our family rule and goals determine how and when we're going to work. And so, you know, I won't go into all of that now, but one of the things I will say is that we do our best to base our work time around our kids' schedule and our goal of just being together as a family. And just to clarify there, it's not all about the kids. You know, the kids are important to us, but it's not all about the kids. But we do try to really maximize our time together as a family. And so that means we get up early so that we can be done by the time the kids get home from school. Mm -hmm. We pick up the kids at three. And then at that point, we're 
done for the day. We might answer like a Slack if a team member slacks us and needs something urgently, but like we're not checking emails. We're not like going up to the office and working. We really value our time with our kids and doing fun things together. And so we've been doing a lot of stuff in the garden or we go for family walks and that time is just our family time. So we are very diligent about getting our work done early in the morning before they're awake and then while they're at school. Yeah, and even beyond that, the work that we do during the day, we at least try to respect, you know, whatever that work time is for the other person. You know, fortunately, we're both morning people. So we, you know, sort of have a natural respect for each other's deep work time, which happens to be in the morning. So before the kids get up, that's typically when we're going to jump into projects that maybe require a little bit more time and focus than other projects. Whereas, you know, later in the day, that's typically a good time for me to take meetings because, you know, I'm not as focused during that time. Yeah. Or recording podcasts or, yeah. I think that it's also been really helpful for us to have hobbies and interests outside of work so that like if we go on a date night or we're driving in the car, our whole world isn't our kids and work. So we've mentioned that we like gardening together. We're both really involved in our church. We both really enjoy reading and cooking. And so having all of those interests has helped. I feel like it's helped our relationship a lot because I feel like pre-kids, we didn't have as many hobbies. Yeah, maybe that's true. I feel like I've always had a lot of hobbies. I've had to learn to add hobbies to help myself find rest. But again, that's, I think, one of those things that I think was a struggle for us early on, but something that we've had to learn about each other. You know, I think going back to what I was saying about, I have to make sure that I get a workout during the day and you realizing that that has to be a must do during my day. You know, that's guarded just as I would guard time where I'm meeting with a client, right? For you, I think you've learned that you have to... Like you have to add those sorts of things to your day. I'm not good. I just like sitting. I don't know. I need like very active rests that encourage creativity. Yeah. Well, you know, I think one of our, our favorite things to do together has been gardening. I mean, that's been mm-hmm. a really great task that not only we can do together and occupies, fortunately, a lot of our conversation that's not work related, but then also something that the kids can join in on as well. So this season, you know, springtime, I think is a really fun season for both of us as we, you know, as it gets warmer, we get to spend more time outside and we get to work in the yard. Okay. Our next tip is having a clear expectation of roles and responsibilities. I think like we mentioned, when you first came into this business, it took a long time to figure out what you were going to be good at and what your role was going to be. But we've learned to understand our strengths and our weaknesses. So like I'm naturally a better bookkeeper than you. (laughs) I feel bad saying that. But like you're better at communicating and and networking. And so you never look at our books and I don't do as much networking. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say I never look at our books. But anyways, (laughs) yeah, I think that's important. I think the, so it's not only just a matter of like, having clearly defined roles and responsibilities, but then also understanding those roles and responsibilities as being equally important. I think one of the things that we also struggle with because I do more of our marketing Mm -hmm. and you do more of our client work is that what you're doing is more important than what I'm doing, you know, because you're actually creating the deliverable, right? right? And so it took a while for, I think, you to realize like, oh no, this marketing thing, you know, is bringing clients in the door and also- you know, and also important. So, you know, I do think that really, and I think that can be hard, you know, for you and not you in particular, but for anybody who has maybe started the business Mm -hmm. or maybe been doing it longer, you know, and I think that's how a lot of husband and wife teams come about is like one of the spouses started the business 
and the other one walked into it, you know, right. not walked into it, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it can be really hard. I think, you know, that letting go and, you know, understanding the gifts that somebody else brings to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It definitely was for me. I will say one of the things I do really appreciate about you though, is how organized you are. And so we have a joint calendar and everything goes on the joint calendar. Yeah. Like um, personal stuff, work stuff. Yeah. So. It all goes there. It's one consolidated place. You know, we do actually have multiple calendars because for instance, I have multiple businesses, but there is one calendar in which everything goes to. Yes. And Krista has access to it all so that she can see exactly what's going on in my day. And I can see exactly what's going on in her day. You know, before I commit to anything, I can check the calendar and make sure we don't have any previously scheduled commitments. It's such a simple thing goes a really long way. Yeah. I mean, it's helpful too with like family life because if I'm making a dentist appointment for Jack at three o'clock in the afternoon, I know that Davey is going to have to take Bennett because Bennett can't come to the dentist's office right now. He would just be in that. And so I know like I need to make sure that he doesn't have a meeting or a prior commitment at that time. That means that he couldn't take the other child. So I think just being respectful of each other's time that way and being very organized it's been so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely something that you do really well. Another thing that we do is that each of us has projects that we take the lead on. So you have projects that are more your role and I have projects that are more my babies. And it doesn't mean that we don't work together. We actually think it's really important to have things that we do together. But I think it's also been really important for us to each have things that we feel like are like sweet spot. Yeah. And I would say just to elaborate on that a little bit further, it's important to trust that the other person is going to get done the things that they say they're going to get done. And I think that that's been something that I've had to really grow in is like, you know, I'll say, oh, I'll get to it, you know, but then you'll have to come back to me and say, hey, you didn't get to it. And I think really making sure that we're honoring our commitments to one another in that way and feeling like there's space, not feeling like, but making space, like intentional space where you can kind of regroup on those sorts of things on a daily basis. So it doesn't feel like, oh, one person's going to the other, constantly nagging about a given thing. Like there's space to talk about that during the week, you know, and to bring that up should it become an issue or to make sure it doesn't become an issue. So I think that's really important as well. And that ties in well to kind of our next tip, which is to over-communicate. I think this is especially true early on. You know, I would say that early on, I would try to make as many decisions together as possible, you know, and I think even in the small things, I think doing this for a number of reasons. First, I think that it's easy for, especially if one of the spouses has started the business, it'd be easy for them to feel like, well, I don't need to collaborate. I don't need to make this decision with anybody else. I know what's best for the business, you know, so it's good for that partner. But then for the other partner, it's also good because I think, you know, that person also can make a similar mistake like, oh, well, coming into the business, I really had this great idea for the business and this, I'm just going to go off and do this. Or I thought I would do things this way because this is easier for me, you know, and not realizing the consequences of doing it that way. Right. You know, like maybe person A has already tried it that way and realized that it doesn't work. Exactly. And there's a reason that they're doing it that way. Yeah. And so this is one of those things that I think if we could go back in time, I would do, even though it would be super tedious to do. You know, at the end of the day, it's nice that I know you can make decisions in certain domains and you don't have to run them by me. And so, but we built that level of trust there and understanding. But I think early on, it's just important to do all of that together. I think it feels like, you know, you'll feel more like a team. And I think there'll be opportunity for the person who's maybe been in it a little bit longer to learn something new and maybe think about something in a way that they hadn't thought about it before. And the person who's maybe a little bit newer to be trained 
by the person who's been in it a little bit longer. Right. You know, I think it's been really important for us to understand how each one of us communicates. I think that's kind of come in through learning each other's personalities. But like, for example, it's taken me a long time to realize that you just like to soundboard ideas and that not every idea you say actually needs to have like an action plan put in place at that moment to bring it to life with yes. by a certain deadline. This is, I think... <laughs> One of the biggest, I don't know, one of the most contentious things in our, maybe even in our marriage, (laughs) but in our work relationship. And that's really understanding each other's communication styles. You know, I do tend to be a dreamer. I do tend, you know, when I have an idea, just want to, to voice it and to have somebody who I feel like is really dreaming or brainstorming with me or really trying just to explore the idea, you know, maybe figuring out ways that it could work. You know, whereas you tend to be, (laughs) you tend to be more about progress, right? Yes. You know, and I know you'll correct me if I'm not being accurate here, but you tend to be more about uh, progress, more about making the list, you know, hearing that idea and then automatically thinking, okay, well, here are some liabilities to it, or here are some of the ways that maybe it won't work, or here are just maybe some objections, you know, and you, I've learned to know that, or to, I've learned that you don't necessarily mean those objections as a no. Just a, have we thought about this? But you want to jump directly to, okay, what do we need to do to get this done? You know, even in ideas that you appreciate, whereas I need that time to be like, hey, let's figure out how we can do this really well. And I want to hear your ideas and opinions. You know, I really want to collaborate on it. So that has been, I think, (laughs) figuring that out, right? You can tell, you probably just tell from us talking about it. That has been one of the things that we've had to work really hard on. Yeah. And it's 10 years learning at this point or 13 years since we've been married for 13 years. For sure. And I think like things like that, where it has to do with your communication style, which you have developed and your personality, which you have developed over the course of a lifetime, you know, it's really easy for us to revert back into, you know, maybe some of the kind of unhealthy styles of communication, you know? And for me, that might be like, well, I'm not even going to share this idea because I know Krista's going to say no. Or that might be me shutting down because I feel like you're not hearing the idea. And then for you, it might be, okay, the first thing out of your mouth being like, no, I don't like that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or feeling like you never get all these things done because you just have so many ideas, but some of them I've realized you may never actually want to do. You just want to share the idea. Yeah, I just need to hear it out loud. You know, I just need to explore it with somebody and, and, then, might, and realize that like, it, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't lead with that. You know? The standing so, desk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to the standing desk. <laughs> so, you know, something that we used to do, and I think is one of the reasons that made this initial post so popular, was one of the things that we used to do before we had kids was we write notes to each other every day. Like in the same notebook. In the same notebook. So I'd write a note and then Krista would write a note back. And the next day we usually reverse, reverse. you know, Krista would write a note and then I'd write a note back. Now this might sound really romantic. (laughs) Or not. They usually weren't, you know, it was like, Hey, don't forget to take out the trash today. You know, (laughs) I mean, it could really, the idea was just to get on the same page. Like, Hey, what are you feeling today? You know? And one of the great things about note writing is that, Somebody gets to process maybe how you're feeling, what's on your mind, what you're excited about without the pressure of responding in that moment. Right. You know, and the person who's writing the note gets to share all of that without constantly taking in the nonverbal cues of the person who's listening. 
right? Or the person who's reading the note. And so you know how that goes sometimes. Like you're trying to share how you feel, but you don't feel like maybe the person's engaged or they give you a weird look. Maybe they didn't even really give you a weird look, but you thought they gave you a weird look. And so now you're like, oh, this is stupid. And you stop, you know? So I think note writing, it was really helpful for us. It's actually something that I've got back in the habit of doing for Krista. And we just don't, you know, with kids, it's just, we just don't have as much time. You know, I think it really helps me to organize my thoughts on paper before sharing them. And so that's a habit that I've continued, although I don't get a letter back from Krista. I feel like you're... Womp, womp. <laughs> no, no, I'm not judging it at all. It's really helpful for me. And I think you enjoy getting the letters. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do, I guess. Something extra, <laughs> something left, else to do. You wrote me a really sweet birthday one today. Yes, yes. See, I recognize birthdays. But anyways, that is something, again, if you have the time to do it and you do have trouble maybe connecting, again, maybe because just, I don't know, some unhealthy communication habits, whatever, might be something that's worth trying. The next thing that we want to talk about within this communication umbrella, and you can see how important this is, just how we go on and on and on about it, is to work together physically in the same spot. Mm -hmm. I feel like, again, you're calling me out on this one. (laughs) Just a little, just a little. But, you know, I'm really not because I think this is something that we've learned through the last few years because you get so sick while you're pregnant that it just doesn't make sense for you to come up to the office. No, I mean, like, I vomit so much, I have to be in bed, like even with medicine, so. Yeah, exactly. And so it just doesn't make sense for you to be in our office, which doesn't have easy access to a bathroom. But then, you know, in the discomfort of, you know, you being pregnant and having to go up and down those stairs, right? Mm -hmm. So that just doesn't make sense. And so for that season, we just had to make it work. You know, I think one of the things that happens, though, is that it's something that we don't revisit after that season's over. And so I think we've definitely had seasons where all of a sudden, you know, maybe I'm working from the couch in front of the fireplace, which I like to do during the winter, and you're working from the bedroom still because that's just the habit you'd built over the last year. You know, so it was easier when Bennett was a little newborn in the closet and I had to go feed him a lot. (laughs) For sure. I mean, I think you would agree. Yes. That it was time to come back up to the office. Yeah. And there's just been, I think, especially since we prioritized that and named it, there's just been like a new energy in the business. Yeah, I think so. I think it's been really good to be next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think it's helped us even respect some of the communication boundaries too, you know, just going back to respecting each other's deep work time. Right. You know, I can look over and see if you're in the middle of something. And if you are, I'll just save that question for later. And it's also led to opportunities where maybe we're both feeling like we need a break and we need to go for a walk. And so it's created moments to connect. Yeah. So I and think this doesn't mean that we don't like, we have our own headphones. We don't talk to each other the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> we are right we next to each other. We listen to our own music. We listen. I just don't love your music all the time. So yeah. 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 I've been I on listen, an NF kick. Yeah. It's, and I like podcasts. So <laughs> <laughs> I just can't listen to podcasts while I work. So well, if you were a designer and you had to like do a hundred, like, yeah, you need a little more stimulation. <laughs> oh, see, I feel like it would be the opposite. But anyways, you know, kind of a sub point there is just to find time to actually meet and not just assume you'll meet on the fly. This definitely think happens more often when you're not working together in the same space. Or maybe it doesn't, I don't know. But I think being intentional about like, hey, we need a time to meet each week about marketing specifically or about whatever. And again, you might not always have to use that time, but it does create a space in which to talk about certain things instead of just, oh, you know, you're each going to have lunch and you're like, hey, I meant to bring this up. So I think that's important. Anything else with communication? No, I think our last point is just to revisit this from time to time because in different seasons, like you said, it's going to look differently look different. Like when I was pregnant with Bennett, 
I wasn't working next to you when Bennett was a newborn. My schedule was different and I was nursing him from bed. And so, yeah, I think that it's been helpful to learn and grow and evolve over time. Yeah, for sure. And I think that making intentional time, maybe it's around the beginning of each year to revisit these things, you know, expectations, roles, you know, how life circumstances are affecting those things is good so that because some of the stuff is a slow burn when it starts to go wrong you know, and you don't realize it until it becomes an actual burn. And, you know, I mean, just as a few examples, one of those things was not working together in the same space, you know? And so eventually it became like, oh, we really have to do this. We really have to make it a priority. So it's important to revisit this from time to time, write it down, you know, put it somewhere. And that way, you know, I think that was the blessing of this post that we had written, you know, nearly 10 years ago now that, you know, coming back across it and being like, oh, so much has changed. You know, we should have another conversation about this. If you are interested in the standing desk dilemma, right? We haven't shared this on the podcast yet? I don't think we have. Uh, Okay. And real quick, (laughs) real quick, our tips are over. So, you know, some people are like, all right, I'm out. I'm out now. But so recently... I decided that I wanted a standing desk. And so he has a really great, beautiful desk that matches mine. Our office was pretty. We weren't really <laughs> using it. <laughs> I like how you said our office was pretty. I think our office still is pretty. And we actually just got a compliment on our office as well. But basically what happened was I want a standing desk because I feel like I think better a little bit on my feet, especially as we podcast. So right now I'm standing as we podcast. And Krista was like, well, you have to stand for 30 days. <laughs> I think it's a three weeks. Yeah, whatever it was. He was had to like, like stack stuff up on his, I think he did a bookshelf for yep. a couple of weeks. Challenge accepted. I though. didn't, you did, we didn't go three weeks. I think I gave in after a week. Yeah, I'm relentless like yeah, that. Yeah, you are. You know? But it has turned out to be a good decision. I think, again, this works back into kind of respecting each other's work styles. Uh-huh. Yeah. And admit that it look, actually looks pretty good. It does. I mean, it might've looked better without the desk, but it looks fine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, as you can see, disputes continue. Oh my gosh. You You just want them all to know that you won the dispute. Just that one. There's lots and lots that I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't win. So, and it's not about winning and losing people. (laughs) What did Jack say? It's all about me. Or it's not all about you. It's not all about you. Anyways, if you work together as a husband and wife team and have additional tips, we'd love to hear them because we'd probably benefit from them, right? (laughs) Like we said, we're still learning. A lot of times when we podcast on a topic like this, it's because it's a topic that's been top of mind. Yes. So we appreciate y'all taking the time to listen. And of course, if you found anything in this episode insightful, we'd love to hear that as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com.